Welcome to season two of the Sound Sisters. Season one was such a blur. Your your girls are back. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. And we're back. This is your host, Drea Doll. I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Angela Rose Red. Gabby Chaos. <laughs> On this episode, we've got Luigi Mayora from Lucidal. We'll be talking to him about the suicidal tendencies, Hell yeah. the Dogtown days, what it was like to be a cholo back in the day. Did yeah. they really lean? I think they did, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be ta- discussing his current project, Lucidal, and the, the album that came out in October yeah. off of Cleopatra Records. Again. <laughs> um, so we're we'll be talking to him and get the scoop. But for now, you guys, let's do fucking round the room. Jeez. Angela, what's going on? Oh, my gosh, you guys. I missed you. Even though we talk every day via interwebs. But it's great. It's great to be back in Gabby's room. The Sound Sister. Rearranged studio. Studio. Yeah. Um, No, things are going really great. Um, Just finished moving and... um, Getting things together and finally have my own art space. Awesome. Which is pretty awesome. And uh, trying to gear up for uh, upcoming punk rock and paintbrushes. So excited. This is going to be an awesome show. Plus, mm-hmm. as you guys know, I'm going to be curating the local art show within the show. Yeah. Plus showing some pieces. So I've been pretty preoccupied with that. And I also did just lock down... Um, another upcoming commission piece to do some of the artwork, photographic artwork for Bowcat's upcoming record. So I'm pretty. Is that how you say that. it? Bowcat? 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 Or is it Bowcat? 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 Meow meow cat? Meow meow. Meow cat. Love the cat. What are you doing? Know. You're taking pictures of them? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. gonna. Well, it's it's their um, conceptual um, like art and stuff. So the cover art I do. Oh, okay. Believe, so I'll be taking the photo of that. Can't discuss too much details as of yet, but I'm pretty excited about it. So hell yeah, yeah. awesome. Where'd you move to? Uh, so I moved. To, I'm still in Tempe, so still living there. But it's kind of like the suburbs, like by Four Peaks. So I'm like in a house. Oh. And then Rico, my husband, he's got his band room. I got my art room. Barnabas Batsy's got his backyard. So That's everyone's awesome. happy in the family. So it's awesome. Everybody yeah. has their own little space. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited. I'm like just really focusing on artwork doing more of my photography still you know plugging away at schoolwork almost done with my bachelor's degree Whoop. so yeah it's been good it's been good awesome yeah. dude well congratulations thanks. on your move thanks dudes yeah i'm excited i'm so excited <laughs> to be doing the punk rock and paint brushes with you guys and having this like new art space is mm. gonna be put to some good use with this so I'm yeah. excited about the concept, too. So they kind of let me run with a concept, mm-hmm. and it's going to be called The Art of the Lyrics. So nice. more info on upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gabby, what's going oh, on? Oh, man, where do we even start? <laughs> um, I don't know where to start. I do a lot of things. I'm back in school trying to finish that. Uh, I remodel my studio. Because I had a lot of free times on my hands since we stopped hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) So I just remodeled the whole thing. Uh, I don't know. What else have we been doing? Just a lot of work. Work, band, music. You went into the studio and recorded some solo stuff. Yeah. I always forget about my own stuff. It's 
it's awesome. I'm waiting on the tracks for that to be done. Uh, but other than that, it was pretty good. Uh, 72 hours, we did five songs, and then I recorded everything else. Uh, I had my drummer, uh, and then I did everything else. Vocals, bass, guitars, leads. This is how I wanted it, so hopefully people like it. It doesn't sound like <laughs> you at all doing everything. Ah, you know. If you, You're gearing up for a... Uh, you got to do it yourself. Music video, too, right? Yeah, March 1st, we're supposed to shoot our first music yes, video. So and I'm, I'm going to be taking photos behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm freaking Stoked. good. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. stuff coming fast, but it's about time. So that's part of what I've been doing. <laughs> so what about you, Dre? Uh, me? I don't, well, we just got back from <laughs> Nam. Nam. Yeah. Nam. We got Nam. Got Nam. Got Nam. <laughs> Yeah, how'd that go, guys? Oh, yeah. We took a trip out to Nam on courtesy of Fender as mm-hmm. Fender Artists, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the convention, we got to see a lot of new toys. Yeah. Lots of stuff I want. <laughs> and Yeah. Holy wall of Fender amps, Batman, that oh. you guys stood in front of. Um, Huge. Oh, you so cute. Baby, <laughs> baby those were Marshalls. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you so cute. You're so cute, It, it was oh. an amp. It plays things. <laughs> We're running on four hours of sleep that day. No, yeah. We played the show the night before with Tsunami Bomb. Sold out show at the Yucca. Yeah. Got to meet Tsunami Bomb. They love the venomous pinks. Got four hours of sleep. Literally jumped on the plane the next day. Got Mm -hmm. dropped off at our hotel. Walked to the convention. Met up with Myra from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. And cast from Union 13. And hung out with our friends all day. Nice. Uh, went to dinner with Myra, who that ended up being a fucking adventure in itself. We really? Got, yeah. We got sucked into the Disneyland Bermuda Triangle vortex of missing the turns and going yeah. into the actual no. going into the actual no. Disneyland parking structure and having to be exited out with a flyer because we turned into no the wrong. Way. A part of me would die because I'm like, I'm you know so what? Close, but I can't go. Yeah. It was nice to like sit and enjoy the ride because yeah. Myra was driving. So. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it took like an hour to get like half a mile. Yeah, I, I think we could have walked it. Honestly, oh shit! Seriously, from our hotel room. Yeah, uh, oh, that was so fun, we did though. that. I mean, I always think it's bad when I accidentally get in the airport part in Phoenix. Right. You know how you accidentally like, oh no, I'm going by the airport and I'm not yeah. even leaving. It's yeah. Just like, yeah. Can only imagine the hell in which that Disneyland. I I don't remember. I lost count on how many. Miss bitches turns. we had a flip on ball road <laughs> fucking ball but road. god bless myra she got us there she yeah. was determined to get us to fucking tequila, tequila joe's or whatever tequila. it was called <laughs> did you have tequila no. one of you we did no. not no we did not it was a uh, not that kind of trip it was no we yeah. were really hungry <laughs> yeah, we both starving, but, uh, yeah and then the next day we met up with jenny from bad cop and somehow <laughs> bedangled our way into the studio with bad cop at fucking hurley yeah, quarters. so, <laughs> by the way, I was sitting in my, you know, living room, just flipping through stories. I'm all, my fucking bitches are singing gang vocals? What? I'm all, like, typing in the group message, like, what the hell's going on? You didn't tell me? You didn't tell me? Why are, are you holding out? Certain? Why are you holding out? Just no, let me live vicariously through your awesomeness. <laughs> Sometimes things just fall in your lap and right? happens. So, cool. so yeah. we got to go and experience that with them which was amazing yeah. um 
They are fucking professionals when it comes to their game yeah. vocals, man. They do yeah. not fuck around. That's all. amazing. It was it was really cool to watch. I was sweating a little bit. Me yeah. too. <laughs> I yeah, like, I was like, I want to. Am I singing all right? Like, was it just it, you two asking for, or did I? Cat cast. We had cast with yeah. us from Union Thirteen. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Our personal chauffeur and LA guide as well. Yeah, it's um, nice. Yeah, but it was just you know it was like a ga- a girl gang reunion. Right. Aww, it was. That's was awesome. I, it was really cool to see. Yeah. So right. yeah, that, that I was, was just so excited for you guys. Yeah. I was like fucking a dude. Yeah. And I heard kind of in one of your stories where it was, or maybe it was Stacy's like story on Instagram. Hmm. I heard a little bit of the song. Hmm. Yes. No joke. I could totally pick Dude. out you guys' voice out of it. Not in a bad way. You but, think so? Yeah, but that's just me. I'm, like, listening to it. But I've also, <laughs> like, heard your voices in that. Maybe I just, in my mind, wanted to hear it. Well, the engineer I also didn't called say it the, sucked, so. What's that? The engineer didn't say it sucked or nobody was right, on the pitch. So right, I think yeah. we did okay. Yeah, gang vocals, it's... You yeah, know, you've yeah. been to our gang vocals. Yeah, and, and how... I, actually, I actually just did one with Miles to Nowhere, hmm. where too. And that was pretty cool because it was... I was singing on the same mic with, like, Critical Miss, also Amanda from Shame. Like, real fucking singers. And I'm, like, sweating bullets. But (laughs) Megan was from Critical Miss was so nice. She's like, no, dude, you sound really, really good. Like, and I I was like, thanks, even if you're lying, it's okay. (laughs) But, you know, Kristen was saying to us that, you know, if – Luckily, none of you guys sucked because if you did, I was going to put you in another room and just not tell you that we turned off your mic. Oh, <laughs> but nobody, nobody up. got to that room. So I think I was good. But yeah, there was like six or seven of us girls. And then there was like 10 dudes. So they had us do a lot of layering. Oh, yeah. And so mm-hmm. and there was also another chick that's done a lot of acoustic stuff like with Jason divorce and stuff like these are like real singers somehow they asked me to be a i don't know i don't know i'm like thinking does she i don't even know if she has heard me sing but i'm gonna go with it so yeah. Appear, i didn't get stuck in the room so it's all right see that's what happens you just go for it man. you just go, go for it you know? it was you never know it's always fun now we can say i we've shot we play fucking basketball at Hurley's headquarters yeah <laughs> i know oh. i was thinking that too i was like we had time to kill and there's a hoop yeah. and they had a basketball ball. hoop it was it's life like, you guys know i'm like this yeah that's like basketball yeah. fan so like dude i got a picture of you like fucking shooting oh hell yeah my form's <laughs> all good i'm like yeah look at that look almost, at that i was so cool trip. maybe we don't have to do sound sister basketball games they get it out of their system already yeah <laughs> Oh, I'm no, no, on. we're still doing that. We're I'm, still I'm, doing I'm, it. We're still doing it. I have one free weekend this month, next okay. month, so I'm, I'm going to consider looking for a hoop. I told her, I'm like, you should yeah. get one. Yeah. I'm all talking her into it. I'm like, you should get one yeah. so we can play hoops. Yeah. Here's the pros and cons. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I'm so stoked for you guys. So, yeah, it was yeah. a good weekend. Good time. It's, I mean, we've all yeah. been fucking busy. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it's good to be back, you guys, back for yeah. season two. It's been insane. Like, it's... <laughs> Between recording, yeah. between being a badass. Be extra meows from this season. Yeah, my meow. Extra meows. Yeah, I have I've never been so busy with photography I can. the past couple of months. It's been mm-hmm. amazing. So yeah, 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 it's good to be back in the Hustle. studio with you guys. Yeah. Um so it's good to see you guys. I'm happy we're here. Do we wanna announce the other podcast or are we gonna wait? make a sound sister announcement should we wait or should we not i think we should just on the fact okay. that you said should we 
Oh. And people are going to be like, what the Bitches, fuck? Bitches, you didn't follow through. <laughs> it's like saying, yeah. it's like saying I have a secret, but I can't tell you. <laughs> I have some really just, great news, but you'll have to wait. Just make ghost noises. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we're going to be doing a spin-off podcast with our friend Miss Kitty. Yeah. Miss Kitty, remember? Kitty, meow, meow, meow. Meow. And uh, I, I love it. <laughs> Extra meows. Extra meows. Yeah. No, we're going to be doing a spinoff podcast with our friend Miss Kitty, and it's going to be called Grave Sisters. Ooh. So I will let your guys' minds wander with that. What, what are we doing? <laughs> are we digging up graves? <laughs> are we burying ourselves? I don't know. Possibilities are endless, really. <laughs> tune in. We'll definitely tune in and link you and, and post. There'll be a coming ready. soon. Coming soon. Website. So oh, keep checking our website because uh, it's going to pop up one day. Anyway. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> I got to throw that one in. That um, let's go ahead and jump into the punk rock news segment here on the Sound Sister podcast. Up first, we've got, dude, Bikini Kill. <laughs> All the girls to the front. Hell yeah. Fucking Girls a. to the front. Fucking a. We want revolution. Yes. We have bikini kill. <laughs> and I don't have tickets. <laughs> I don't. You fuck. tried, didn't you? I fucking tried. Yes, man. you did. And then I was, I was the dick that messaged you an hour or two later. Did you get any? Did you? Try that. Did you get tickets? I'm like, fuck. Did you get tickets? I did not. <laughs> did no, you? I oh, didn't. Okay. But I mean, I guess like I would have already noted. No one got tickets. No one got yeah. tickets. I had multiple browsers open. I had oh. my phone open. Damn. But, but they are adding other shows, right? So yeah. So we, right oh, here boy. we've got, they're going to be playing LA on April 25th and 26th, which are sold out. They added a show May 2nd in LA, sold out. Wow. Also hitting up New York City on... May 31st, June 1st, and June 5th. All sold, sold out. out. Wow. So, I mean, if you've got $900 and you can spare it and buy it on StubHub, more yeah. power to you. But fuck that fuck shit. Fuck that, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. So maybe, just maybe, they'll start booking more shows and we yeah. might get lucky. <laughs> but maybe. Bikini Kill's back, guys. Yes. Which is awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. I never thought it'd see the day. So all you ladies better get to the fucking front for Dude, us. They did get to the front and they bought all the fucking tickets. Uh, fuck. Right. Up next here, we've got Lorna Doom of the Germs has passed away, unfortunately, you guys. Uh, back on January 16th. Cause of death is unknown at this time. I think Greg Hetson from uh, Circle Jerks posted that it was cancer. Um, fuck cancer. Yeah. But Lorna is just such a punk pioneer to, you know, er, late 70s, early 80s punk rock. Her and Darby Crash, man. Um, just a sad loss. Just sad yeah. in general when we we start losing our pioneers, man. Right. It seems like it's happening Starting, more and more often. Yeah. And it's just shitty. So um, rest in peace, Lorna. Definitely go blast some germs tunes. And thank you for everything you've did yeah. done for punk rock women and, and being out there in the front lines, you know? Hell yeah. We appreciate you. And then finally, Bad Cops back in the studio. News <laughs> <laughs> to me. News <laughs> to me. Uh, we heard what was going down, and it sounds pretty good to yeah. me. Yeah. They've got about halfway. They're halfway done. 
they're thinking maybe a June release or mm. fall release, but from what I can tell you, it sounded great. It's it's yeah. bad it's bad cop. Yeah. Um they've definitely evolved in their songwriting lyric mm-hmm. lyrically. They're just all each of them is fucking so talented. Like right. individually. Yeah. Amazing songwriters and singers. And they're good people. Oh yeah. Oh, completely yeah. Dude, genuine. Yeah. yeah. Just so positive and supportive. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely had some yeah. good conversation was, with, with all yeah, of them. Yeah, that was kind of surreal having breakfast with Jenny. Yeah. Like, Aww. oh, you're eating what I you're eat. eating. Yeah. <laughs> you're eating Aww. food. Yeah. Oh. Rock I stars just, go to Trader Joe's. <laughs> I just, yeah, we did I follow. We her. did go to Trader Joe's. We went her. to Trader Joe's with yeah. Jenny. Yeah. I seriously think her heart is made of unicorn hugs. I swear. <laughs> I just yeah. adore her. Um, look up to her just in so many ways, but... <laughs> Hold on a second. Gabby's dying. Maybe this is, She took the Grave Sisters thing a little too literally. Are you okay? <laughs> Drink some water, Gabby! Oh, shit. I, I'm sorry. You're choking on your spit again. Don't look at her. Don't look at her. I'm Don't look at her. <laughs> Fuck. Crank. Oh, while, while she catches Gather herself, yourself. <laughs> we have she's an interview. just that fucking excited about this new bad cop record. It was such a good time. <laughs> so, oh, so riddle me this: What label is it going to be under? Is it still going to be on Fat? Oh. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, going to be a Fat record. Damn, yeah. that's that's awesome. Good yeah, run for them, man. Hell yeah, for being. I mean, dude, they're doing the they're what they're doing is goals, honestly. Yeah, touring. Recording. Yeah. Living the dream. Yeah. So I'm telling. Yeah. 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 I mean. Yeah. Everything except <laughs> the, rec- <laughs> the recording part for me. No, I just. No, it's great. Even at uh, when we went to the L.A. punk rock and paintbrushes, mm-hmm. I just got so much wonderful advice from Jenny about, you know, just yeah. art, you know, just doing the damn thing and being an artist and mm-hmm. what it takes. So definitely yeah. for sure goals. Hashtag yeah. goals. Hashtag goals. Hashtag Gabby's still alive. <laughs> you okay, Gabby? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, that's uh, I think that's our cue to take a break. Here yeah. So Gabby can uh, breathe. Recuperate. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and jump into Lewis Seidel, ST Posse, right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. Tell 
right, and we're back. This is Sound Sisters, and on the phone we have Lou Mayorga. Give it up for Lou. Woo! Yeah. You can call me Luigi. You know, that's what um, that's what uh, what's on the records. How you guys doing? Well, I apologize. We'll call you Luigi. My bad, man. Um, there you go. Lou is like for the judge. Please stand up. You know. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. I see. Um, well, thank you so much for calling in and talking to us. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> My name's Drea Dahl. I'm, I'm the host here at the Sound Sister Podcast. Uh, if you could just r- real quick, just give the listeners a brief explanation on who you are and what you do. Okay, well, I'm Luigi Mayorga, uh, the bass player from the first Resource Alternatives album. And uh, in a band also called Horny Toe that I've had since 89. And Louis Seidel, a band that I've had for six years or so. Um, it's a new band, my new band. And uh, we just kind of picked up where I left off in the 80s as far as punk rock and uh, the style of music I'm putting out. In a nutshell. There you go. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's great. And where are you from? Venice Beach, California. Dogtown? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Um, so oh. how, how old were you when you started playing bass? I was uh, around 12 or 13 years old. Do you remember what kind of bass you had? I had a Caliphone bass. It was given to me by my, um, my godmother's boyfriend. who ended up being a big jerk. Rest in peace. Uh, the bass, the a um, friend has now, but it was a, a good bass. Uh, I took photos with my old band, High Voltage, and yeah, it was a really cool bass. It was a California bass. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, are any of those photos lying around anywhere on the internet? <laughs> yeah, there's some. There's uh, on my Facebook, uh, my Louis Saddle Facebook, and my Luigi Mayorga Facebook. There's a uh, I got a lot of pictures, and I feel just fish through this, like, a few pictures of me as a boy, 13 years old, 13 years old, and I have it around my neck, so. Okay, it's, 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 Yeah. Great. And, oh, and I'm Angela Rose Red. I'm the co-host, and it's really great to uh, be speaking with you. We got uh, oh, chaos, too, the other co-host here. <laughs> but uh, we're really excited uh, for you to be coming out to Arizona this weekend. Have you played a lot yeah. in Arizona? Uh, we, I, I try to hit at least twice a year, you know, and it's always a blast every time I do it. I love it. I love, I love the little trip. So what first got you turned into punk rock? Um... Um, after high school, I went to school with Mike Nero. We were all junior high, high school, RJ Herrera, Mike Clark. We're all in the same school. Uh, at that point, I think it was 80, 80, 81. I was in line at the local college. Mike was standing in front of me. We started shooting the shit. I was a musician. I was a rock and roller, you know, Led Zeppelin, Skinner, all that shit. And, um, he told me that his band needed a bass player, and so I would go try out. And we talked a little bit in line right there as we were registering for, you know, uh, City Community College. And uh, I think I went that night or the night day later, and uh, I got the gig like that. Boom, bam, you know. 
that's how I got into it. And then I started after after I joined the band, then I started listening to other bands. You know what I mean? Like I was really into Minor Threat and Bad Religion and Circle Jerks, Black Flag. Those were my and Descendants. Those were that was my my beginning uh, punk rock music I was listening to. You know. So did you have any, like growing up, any, we like to call them fangirl geeking out moments as far as uh, other musicians that you've played with over the years? Well, I mean, in hindsight, you mean? Yes, yes. Just like over the years, what are some of your favorite bands that you've played with on stage? Uh, like the Ramones, the Peppers, Chili Peppers opened up for us. Um. <clears throat> Agnostic Front. There was a lot of bands. You know, SOD. We did some shows with SOD. Uh, everybody. We played with um, Slayer, you know. Those are the bands we played with, you know. Um, we were in good company back then. We were doing big things, you know what I mean? I remember hanging out at a bar with Joy Ramone. Because uh, Institutionalizer just came out, I think, maybe not even a year before that. And then uh, he was, he asked if, if I had something to do with institutionalized. I said, yeah. And, um, and we just talked for a little bit. It was at the bottom of the Cafe de Grand, the club uh, in LA and Hollywood. And uh, that was, that was a cool night, man. That was a Dang, cool night. That's awesome. So, so I have to know, like, what, what were you guys drinking? If you were at a bar, what was Joey Ramon drinking with you? We were drinking beer. I remember that beer. Okay. That's safe. No, that's safe. <laughs> Beer is always good. No, I, he drank a lot of beer, so, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other, like, memorable stories from the road, like that one? Um, there was another story with, with Joy Ramone, and I guess it was some of his bandmates. We were playing the Ritz in New York, and our, our manager at the time, I think it was Ron Peterson, he, he didn't know that, you know, I met with Joy and we hung out and I remember we were playing at the Ritz on the stage and he came up to the side and he goes, Hey man, we had to kick out Joey Ramon. He was drinking all the beers backstage. I'm like, dude, no, you should leave him alone. <laughs> and like, you know, why, why are you kicking Joey Ramon off for drinking the beers? You know, <laughs> anyway, I never forgot that. I, I always get a giggle, you know? Yeah. You should have told him, Hey, if you're, if you were Joey Ramon, you could drink all the beers, but you're not. So he can. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh man. So tell us a little bit about the punk scene back then in Venice. Like all the, was it just as crazy as we read now? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was, uh, you know, there was no one before us. We had, we're, you know, frontiers in our own little way, our own way, you know, you know, no one looked like us. We we stuck out, stuck out, stood out. (laughs) And um, we were really young and, you know, when you're young, you know, it's just like, you don't give a fuck. And it's just like, it's your time. We knew it. You know what I mean? It just, even just in our scene, you know, it's, uh, our, our scene that we had, you know, uh, it was like, we're going all the gigs. Even if we didn't have a band, we were still like a, a big little click. You know what I mean? It was our scene and the band, and once the bank, you know, we're doing our thing and the record came out, it was like, you know, we're on top of the world. You know what I mean? And it was pretty wild. It was a lot of violence and, that was it back day. It was all about being hard. We were young. All we wanted to do was fight. It seemed like you know, and um, which was kind of it was fucking lame. If I look at it now, and you know, we messed up part of the scene. I think uh, you know, in our in our neighborhood, in our 
in LA, you know, punk rock, and we were banned. You know, oh, playing shit. Out. <laughs> but I, you know, I look at it now and like, just, you know, like I'm in Lewis Idol now and I'm, you know, I'm carving my new way again, but I'll talk to these old promoters and they'll remember some shit. Be able, you know, I can just tell that, you know, there's a little stigma, you know, like you fuckers, you guys ruined this shit back in the day, you know, so. Was you it know, because of the that's the end. That's the vibe I get. Who knows? But that's the vibe I get. And we, but we, we get booked. We get booked now and all that. And was that because of the fighting? You guys ruined it for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'd go to gigs and be a bunch of dicks. You know what I mean? And uh, were, were, your, were your parents supportive of your music choices back then? Mm, well, my mom liked anything I did. My dad, he was never really around. Okay. I mean, he yeah. was like, you know, happy for me, but you know. You know, he, uh, you know, he didn't help in any way. So. And you're, are you Hispanic? Yeah, I'm Mexican, yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, I'm uh, Chicana and Gabby's Me- Mexico-Mexican. So, you know, today, just being punk rock chicks now, our parents are just kind of, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, you know. You girls only- ain't white. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know that's. Hey, that's I'm I'm white, and my parents are still asking the same fucking thing. So I get it. <laughs> well, I mean, like back then, you know, we we could like you gotta remember, like we grew up in the Dogtown area era too. You know what I mean? And yeah, a lot of those Dogtowners ended up being punkers, like Jay Adams. Yeah, they were gone. They went from looking hippie to looking like gangster. You know what I mean? And and where we lived, you know, it was really a lot of Chicano gangs, and it was Venice was really a Mexican had nothing to do with punks or nothing, but like a like a, a really you know gang infested area in the seventies, eighties, and 90s, early nineties, you know. And we couldn't go drive, walk around with mohawks and that stupid, you know what I mean, and hairpins and that, you know what I mean. We just couldn't do it. We didn't. So we were homeboys. We had our own style. And we just took that that neighborhood street look to the gigs, and that that was that. You know what I mean? So yeah. we had our own look. Hell yeah. Cause I bet your mom was probably like, Mijo <laughs> You know, not I... understanding it. You're, yeah, or why, like you said, why do you want to be like those white people? You know, like, parents have said that to me too. I'm like, Mom, it's yeah. not white. Like, <laughs> you don't understand, mom. <laughs> I'm gonna go write a punk song about it. <laughs> right. I want to I'm just kidding. So yeah. So Going back to your suicidal tendency days, so there's an iconic photo on the, the your first album where um, you guys are hanging upside down um, on the self-titled album. Uh, how old were you in that pic? Uh, I was 19. Okay. Okay. Who came up with that concept? It was pretty interesting. Glenn Friedman, Glenn photographer Friedman. Glenn Friedman. We're supposed to like we're supposed to be scapegoats left like hung out to dry, because we were dicks and being banned and you we were you know, everyone was talking you know we were we had just uh, you know we didn't have a record out but I think it was maximum what was it a one of those punk rock uh, magazines um, put this you know like the worst band we I guess they they have a vote you know they vote bands and stuff whatever and we got voted biggest assholes worst band. And, <laughs> There was another, there was like three things worse, and it was on the cover, you know? Wow. Oh, okay. Listen, but right after that, our record came out before the next year's issue came out. I think it was not Thrash, or was it? Anyway, 
um, we our record came out. We were best band, best new band, and best record. So kiss my grits, you know. <laughs> we went from bad boys to badasses in the hell yeah, punk rock genre. Yeah, so. So do you really remember cool. taking that pick? Who came up with like, I mean, how, what were the semantics around it? Well, if you see me, I think I'm wearing a white t-shirt and yeah. I got a little bit of gut and I was, if you look at our faces, man, we're like in pain. There was no moon. <laughs> My ass, we, they double tied rope. They had to go get rope and you could see the rope going down that bar. Oh, was, yes. <laughs> I could totally see it. Yeah. Because I was trying to figure that out. Yeah, so we all roped, and it it was painful. We had, our friends were pushing us up to hang ourselves, and, you know, let us down lightly and push us back up to, you know, get back up. And kind of entire shit. There was flames back there. They were really high, but it was a time-lapse photo. And by I guess by the end of the time-lapse photo, the flames went down. So if you look at the bottom of the flame, there's like a little bit of flames, but it was cooler because... At earlier times, the flames were higher. I mean, we were kind of getting hot and no, no, not burned, but it's like, whoa, fuck, it's fucking hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but that, so in there, but those are those are smaller flames, of course. But I remember that really well. Wow. Stockwaller Beach in Los Angeles. That's underneath the LAX. Planes go up that right up that area right there. Oh, okay. That's yeah, awesome. that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> I also had some questions about uh, your latest album artwork for Lewis Idol for Born in Venice. Who who did the artwork for that, and how did that concept come about? That was done by Mark Eastlas. He's done uh, some work for me before. He's an artist. He's badass, as you can tell. Uh, um, 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 I was going to use if you're, you know Rick Clayton, the name Rick Clayton. He on the first it. album he he did a lot of those drawings on the first album. Okay. See those the, okay. the those drawings around that photo. Okay. The photo you're looking at, there's yeah. the photos of the t-shirts of the shirts. Mm-hmm. He did most of those. He's a badass artist, and uh, okay. I was gonna use one of his, but it was kind of demonic. And this it this my other friend's artwork just seemed like it would fit right. You know, born in Venice with the guy throwing the V. And, uh, you know, Born in Venice, um, Old English in that scroll, the bottom. And uh, that just seemed to work hard, better than, you know, like some, it was, it was like some devil dude with horn. I mean, the fucking photos, <laughs> the drawing is badass, but it didn't fit like this one did. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it definitely fits the overall feel of the, the album. Does he uh, do other work for you as far as any merch or? Anything yeah, like I mean, that? other t-shirts. Yeah, well, I made that into a t-shirt. He's done like two or three t-shirts for me, cool. and he's been working on some more. Nice. I mean, that that like, one's a couple years old. So, sorry. Do you like to use a lot of local artists? Is that what you seek out? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I like to use people I know as opposed to like, oh, I'm I'm looking for an artist. I got to put something online. No, no, no. I like to you know keep. Like why, you know what I mean? Just help my friends out and, you know, they're, they're good enough and they're bad enough. They're badass enough to, you know. Keep it in the family. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, you know, yeah. I'll say that. Keep it in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys but, cook good Mexican food? You guys cook good Mexican food? I, c- I can flip a tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> I can 
feet. With a, <laughs> with a spatula or you use your fingers? No, you got to use the fingers, Holmes. There you go. Okay. All yeah. right. You're all right. You're all right. I'm okay. So, yeah. Wait. Gabby's a good cook. Yeah, she, I make good she gets down. Ooh, Wait, Lu Luigi, what it? Okay, so say you had to have a burrito. <laughs> what would be your burrito? Like, burrito. What would be choice? your burrito? <laughs> What go, what's uh, but, 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 you know, because um, we cook a little different. L.A. Mexicans are different than Texas Mexicans, Arizona Mexicans, sure. you know. Yeah, for sure. And even over here, there's beach. I'm a beach Mexican, and then there's L.A. Mexicans. Like, East, you know, they're all different. But me, I like, uh, I like beef. I like, I, I like, I don't like, I don't like cilantro. I don't like pico de gallo. I just like basic, you know, some beans. I like, you know, steak and you know uh, chili colorado you know what i mean cheese and just not a real big one nice one drenched with some super hot like wet like a wet burrito you know what i mean nice. i'm pretty easy nice well now i want a burrito <laughs> i do i always want a burrito for the record that was drea asking about the burrito <laughs> all right are you guys going to the show yeah we're gonna try we're definitely yeah. gonna try to make it out uh hell yeah yeah I, we're stoked for it. Let me say, yeah. No, no, hell yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I said, you got to come out. Because I've seen you guys before, but it, I think it was in a, like a backyard kind of show. Maybe. Oh, probably. Maybe. oh yeah. That, we still that show. That was like some dusty night show, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It was like, do you remember where it was? It's, Gabby? I was in, it was in Phoenix. Um, some weird backyard show. That yeah. was a hoedown. It was. Like, like the drum set was like a Sears drum set. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah, that was the first time seeing you guys. I was like, damn. Yeah. That, that, that was, so are you guys, so it's Tempe, right? I think, it, it, I think it was somewhere like downtown yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, downtown but, Phoenix. Because I couldn't find parking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. No, yeah. So what I, just, else? I just remember at that show, I was getting texts from people and they were like yo your brother is getting kicked the fuck out i'm like i don't know what to tell you like i'm saying like going all crazy at loose <laughs> girl i'm saying finishing the show. Yeah. good yeah yeah we'll definitely be out yeah come say hi and you know get a t-shirt or something you know what i mean yeah we'll say what's up for um, sure so by the way um as a chicana who plays punk rock Thank you for having a female vocalist sing your version of Institution. Oh. Como se dice en español, Gabby? Don't ask me. <laughs> institutionalizado. Institutionalizado. Yeah. Thank you, man. That's badass. Yeah. So you understand the words and everything, right? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Angela, you get it? <laughs> I, I just finished Spanish, too, so I get some of it. <laughs> I'm slowly learning. <laughs> you know, me being oh, actually kind of my dad, my dad took off, so I, I had, I, you know, I learned Spanish different ways on the streets, you know? True. But um, that's good. I'm glad you guys uh, like it. And, I mean, that's, I mean, what than that? You know what I mean? I wasn't trying to make it all just like the first one, you know? Yeah, for first sure. Verse. Yeah, it's it gives the female perspective and as a Latina and a punk rocker and, and you know, our parents stripping out on us. So yeah, hell yeah. Thank you for doing that. That was awesome. Um, what was, what was the decision to go with CC on vocals for that one? 
Um, they wanted me to do it in Spanish, and I was like, you know, and they were like asking me if I knew anybody. I just, with my other band, Horny Toad, we used to play with Ceci and uh, Tijuana No in the early 90s and shit. So I just, then I started researching, because I haven't really been in touch with Tijuana No in a while. Mm-hmm. I started researching them, and they're still playing, but Ceci wasn't. She was in LA. I, I just hit her up, and she was down. You know, she blew she blew me away with her cover, her what she did, especially you know, the fast part, man. She just owned that shit. She took it. You know what I mean? And just made it her own. And um, you know, I just I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, and especially to sing it in Spanish, like how she does, and how fast and how well it's articulated. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm having fun with this. Well, and just someone who isn't fluent in Spanish, and even if I, I mean, obviously that song is iconic, so I know the the original version of it, but I just think that, you know, other people who had never heard the original version could still understand the intensity and what it was saying, even if they didn't speak Spanish. And yeah. that is powerful in itself. Oh, yeah. So. Definitely I really you know? dug what you guys did with it because it's hard, you know, uh, trying to change up a, uh, a cover. And like Drea was saying, just adding the female vocalist added this other sense of meaning to it. So, yeah, especially yeah, right definitely. now, you know, what's going on around us, you know. Oh, um, I know. Yeah, well, like the Me Too movement. And exactly. Female empowerment. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want yeah, to. I just want to tell you that my favorite track on here was "St. Posse." Me too. Yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, awesome. That's some good shit, huh? Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell to the yeah! We're gonna be doing a video for that really soon, and this Friday we get another video for "One Steel Soldier," and it comes out on Friday. Okay. And it's a it's a beautiful song, and it's Dale Henderson from Beowulf on vocals, and um, the lyrics are really cool, but the it's like a rock track, but it's, uh, the music is beautiful. It's really, really, really nice. And I do all the guitars on it. And that's coming out this Friday. And then after that comes out, we're going to try to do an ST Posse video. And uh, it's going to be badass. What, are you shooting it in L.A.? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you allowed to reveal any details, uh, concepts that you have for the video? Or is that still Probably just a fun, fun dance thing. You know what I mean? Just. People probably like, oh, you know, people just having fun with that, dancing that music. And I want to, okay, I, I, I do want to, I want to do a Soul Train line. No way! Yeah. <laughs> that's dancing, so right? That's a, that's a real dance, you know, and even a Vijita lady would like, uh, you know, uh, the rhythm is really nice. You know, rhythm, you know what I mean? It's all about rhythm. And uh, I want to put a Soul Train line in that in the video for the ST Posse, just, you know, for fun, you know? Hell yeah. But old punkers, you know, doing the boogaloo <laughs> down the trail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So what was the writing process like for this record? Um, I got the deal, and and I've always done punk and metal, and I just wanted to, uh, you know, just change it a little bit and um, put songs in it like, you know, ST Posse and uh, – Steel Soldier and Punk Chick. Is your Punk Chick? Rosa La Marihuana? Yeah. La Marimacha? 
And that those are all from my old band, Horny Toad. And I just, I wrote those songs. So I just, I just took them and just oh. sped them up a little bit. And I put some uh, harder lyrics oh. to them, you know, to make it fit on this album. Just coaching the guys, like, do it like this, do it like that. And it worked out. What was that like for you to just revisit some old work? Uh, did You said that you coached them through it, but was there other surprises along the way that you, um, when you're adding the other elements that you had a different outlook than you did previously when you wrote it? Um, no, well, it's just, they, they were always good. We, I, I've been playing them, I've been playing them and whatever, but the, 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 the thing that made the difference was working with this, this engineer who helped me, uh, you know, he, he dubbed, he dubbed out the rhythm, the bass drum, like you can hear all the noises, like the, all the echoes and stuff. And he added some really cool shit to it and just made it more um, dynamic and just fun and danceable. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's, that's what happened was, you know, meeting this guy and making it, you know, making the snare pop, putting echoplexes on the snare and shit like that. Just studio trick shit. I mean, where in punk rock, you know, you just, it's just balls out. You just, you know, straight ahead and just do the song. Right. But this guy, but this kind of stuff, I got to open up, you know, open up a little bit in the studio. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I want to talk about the Cleopatra records. Uh, what's it like being on a label that has so many great bands? I mean, like, how, how did you guys get a connection with them? It was... Well, my friend Patrick, he's the manager, and he he talks with uh, he was he had a relationship with him already. I wasn't doing shit. I was like, yo, man, come on, let's try, let's try to get a deal. I want I want to put another record. So he made one call that same afternoon. We went because they had offices. Are you getting offices? Yeah. Yeah, we had offices. Want to go again? Oh uh, yeah. We had offices. Um, they had offices in L.A. And we went that afternoon, and bam, they fucking, they offered us a deal. We caught a little, that wasn't big, but right. they gave us a budget. You know, it was, was kind of cool, and we we're off to the races, you know? So, and it's just the, how many years have you guys been with them? Or is this record the first one out on? We've been around for like six years or so, I think. Okay, awesome. Five, six years. And. Uh, and... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna ask, uh, do you have any advice for any upcoming bands who are trying to get signed to, you know, like a label that size or any? Just, I would just keep playing and have fun and just whoever the writers are on the band, you know, that, you know, let them be open to like, um, if they can be open to ideas and me personally, I just, I'm, I like hooks and riffs, you know, like catchy guitar parts, intros and, and I'll, you know, I like playing um, the verses real rhythmically, like um, like when I'm playing the bass, I, I consider it kind of like a percussion instrument and a bass. Like I just try to be really rhythmic, you know what I mean, and just make people's heads bob. But that that's my advice. Or you know, the hooks and riffs are important too. Catchy guitar parts, you know, and just having everything sound uniform and and nice, you know. And, and basically, bottom line is you have to have fun doing it. And the people we have to see having fun doing it. So make them bop. <laughs> make them bump. Yeah, <laughs> make them bump and bop. <laughs> that cholo lean. Um, real quick here, um, out of curiosity, what was the first show you played? 
when? In my um, life or when I was in life? Yeah, your first your first show ever. What was the first show you played? Um, when I was like a little kid, I was with Van High Voltage. We just did garages. You know, I couldn't sit, surf or skate for shit. And these Dogtown guys would have little garage parties, and they would let us play while they were, you know, doing their thing, partying, you know, in the Dogtown area. Okay. So it was kind of cool. But like, yeah, it's there were cool. garages around the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And then what was, has there been a worst show? Like, what was your worst show? Ever. Uh, <laughs> my worst show ever. See, mine, I puked on stage one time. And I was <laughs> so fucking embarrassed. But then people were like, nah, dude, it's cool. It's punk rock. It looked cool. I'm like, really? <laughs> See, and on the flip side, me being... The photographer, one of the worst, is that that's what I like to focus on is photography. But the worst show that I photographed is getting a mic to the face. And I, it was the same thing. I was like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing is that? It just got like a mic, like a mic stand fell on my face. And everyone's like, no, that looks badass and puck as fuck. So I guess apparently no matter what your worst show or moment could be, I guess it could turn out to be cool. Cool. <laughs> Wow, I had just a lot of incidents, you know, things that happened. Um, either fighting off a stage or just um, what time I I, had, I made some marijuana cookies. Oh, and I, <laughs> it hit me right when I got on stage, and I remember I forgot that I ate it. And oh I, man! I like, what the fuck? And I made it. It was really strong. Oh, shit. It was really strong, and um, it, I was peeking on the stage. I just, oh, man, I was so fucked up. I remember getting up the stage. It was so packed. People were walking to the left. People were walking to the right, and somehow I got stuck in the middle, and I was just going in a circle in my feet, just going in a circle, little steps, going in a little circle. <laughs> so advice is always remember your edibles before hitting the stage, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So just going back to you were talking about the first show that you'd ever been and uh it was a bunch of like it was like a house show with a bunch of skaters and whatnot. Did was that really common when you guys were first uh you know forming like in you know when you first started playing music? What the scene you mean? That scene? Yeah, yeah. Just the skating scene, yeah. house shows, that kind of thing. Was that more common yeah. than actually going to clubs or music venues? Bob, you remember, I, was, I was 13 years old, 14 years old doing this, you know? Yeah. And everybody was older, so I was just, you know, we're just happy to be hanging out because they were less because we, because we could, you know, because we could play music. Oh, that's awesome. So you created your own, your own stage. <laughs> my own, my own, uh, you know need you know for these you know for these guys to you know have them to hang out they're all older we were younger and that's so so talking about cool. scenes um what is something you love about your current scene right now um i like uh you know we just played this really cool show in east l.a and it was a uh, 
Honestly, it was it was uh, it was really cool because it was it was like oversold out. It was like it was all rasmas. This is from a here's a the there's a big Latin Mexican scene in the you know they're in the ska punk rock everything. Mm-hmm. They're in the Aussie. There's a you know Latins really support the scenes and yeah stuff like that is really uh, it's really super cool. I just that's that's what I like about it. You know, I mean it's a guaranteed fun time playing around here. You know, right. Now, what do you dislike about it? Well, is there anything the to this? Scene, man, nothing. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty good. It, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's nothing I don't like about it. You know, it's, it's all good. Cool. And is there any bands in that area that we should be listening to or that really stand out in your scene? The Corrupted Youth is a really cool band. Or yeah. They're, You've heard of them? Hell yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Like Nacho? Nacho, right? Yeah. 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 So those guys are really cool. We just did a show for them, and that's the show in question, and it was uh, pretty fucking badass. It was fucking nutty. It's not, there's there's video on it on um, on their site, or Louis Seidel's site. You guys should check it out if you guys uh, want to check it out. I mean... I don't know if uh, if uh, the podcast has this includes video or pictures, but there's some great footage. Hell yeah! Yeah, we can link it on the website for sure. Check that out. Um, so before we wrap it up here, what's next for Lewis Seidel? Uh, we'll probably be booking some Canada shows real soon, and maybe thinking about Europe. Um, so we're just doing a lot of like one-offs around here right now, just to you know keep things going. But that's the next step, and hopefully record another album next year. You know, but and work that, this album, and, yeah. you know, to keep keep trucking. So you've got the music video for St. Posse coming soon. They're going to be touring. Sounds like one-offs. Um, where can fans or the listeners? Where can they find your stuff on social media? Oh, okay, cool. Well, there's a Lewisidal um, official on, on Facebook and on Instagram or Lewisidal Venice Punks. And um, that's pretty much it right now. And we're pretty active on it. So we're always, you know, posting things and liking things, winking, you know, we're friendly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm going to go follow you guys. And yeah, go follow us. a wink. I'm... I'm going to send a wink your way. <laughs> so try to make it to the shows this weekend and uh, you know, spread the good word. Yeah, we'll be there. Okay, cool. Awesome. Anything else? Well, Luigi, we want to thank you for joining us tonight and giving us some of your time and just explaining, you know, Luis Ido and back in the day. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for throwing it down. Yeah, thanks for the peek into, you, you know, what thanks. was then, what's now, and what's to come. <laughs> thank you yeah man it's, uh, it's a beautiful world and you know just love making music still so there'll be more coming thank you awesome. thank, thank you, you. Thank thank you, you very much. much have a good day right. a veces trato de hacer cosas y no salen como yo quiero y me frustro mucho 
y trato de hacerlo con calma. Me tomo mi tiempo y no sale como yo quiero. Es como que me concentro mucho y no sale bien. Y todo lo que hago y todo lo que intento nunca sale bien. Como que necesito tiempo para entender las cosas, pero siempre hay alguien ahí diciendo, hey Ceci, hemos notado que has tenido muchos problemas últimamente, ¿sabes? Quizás deberías alejarte y hablar con alguien, quizás te sientas mucho mejor. Y yo les digo, no, está bien, yo lo arreglo, déjenme sola, yo me las arreglo, lo estoy trabajando yo sola. Y me dicen, pues ya sabes, si quieres platicar aquí estoy, ¿sabes? Y probablemente te sientas mucho mejor si lo hablas, así que ¿por qué no lo hablas? Y yo les digo, no, no quiero, estoy bien, yo lo resolveré sola, pero no dejan de molestar, y no dejan de molestar, y se acumula dentro. Te van a internar, tus ojos se apagarán, no sabrás ya qué decirte, van a probar y no podrás seguir. Viendo las paredes, pensando en todo, pero al mismo tiempo pensando en nada. Y de pronto mi papá entra y ni siquiera sabía que estaba ahí. Y me llamó por mi nombre y no lo escuché y empezó a gritar, Ceci, Ceci. Y contesté, ¿qué? ¿Qué pasa? Y contesta, ¿qué te pasa a ti? Y yo dije, no pasa nada, papá. Y dice, no me digas eso, estás usando drogas. Y contesté, no, papá, no estoy tomando drogas, estoy bien. Solo estaba pensando, ¿sabes? ¿Por qué no me traes una coca? Y dice, no, estás usando drogas. Y contesté, papá, estoy bien, solo estaba pensando. Y dijo, no, no estaba pensando, estás usando drogas. La gente normal no actúa así. Y dije, papá, tráeme una coca, por favor. Solo quería una coca y no me la traía, solo, solo quería una coca. Te da camisa de fuerza, te la barra por detrás. Te drogamos, que son drogos, mucho trabajo para una loca. No estoy loca. sentada en mi cuarto cuando entraron mi mamá y mi papá jalaron una silla y se sentaron y dijeron Ceci, tenemos que hablar contigo y contesté, ok, ¿qué pasa? y dicen, tu mamá y yo hemos notado últimamente que estás teniendo muchos problemas y te enojas sin razón y tenemos miedo de que vayas a lastimar a alguien tenemos miedo de que te vayas a lastimar a ti misma así que hemos decidido que por tu bien te vamos a internar, donde recibirás la ayuda que necesitas y yo dije, esperen ¿de qué hablan? hemos decidido mi propio bien ¿Qué saben ustedes de mi propio bien? ¿Cómo me pueden decir qué es lo mejor para mí? ¿Qué quieren decir? ¡Estoy loca! Cuando fui a sus escuelas, fui a sus iglesias, fui a sus instituciones educativas. ¿Cómo me pueden decir que estoy loca? No más sufrimiento, no más dolor. Pero cuando arregle mi cabeza mentalmente yo voy a morir. No estoy loca. Guys, that was Luice Mayorga from Lewis Seidel. Thank you so much for calling in and talking to us. Um, make sure you guys go to the Yucca Tap Room February 1st. We've got Lewis Seidel, Inep Puro, Reason Unknown, We Might Be Wasted, Bleach Party USA. Tickets are $15 at the door. And again, that's at Yucca Tap Room presented to you from TempePunk.com. So your sound sisters will be out there getting thrashy and fucking putting on our dickies and our fucking 
white t-shirts and <laughs> going out there cholo style. Yeah, special thanks to Jack Hunter for hooking this up too. So yeah, shout out to Jack for dropping us a line. All right, remember to head over to the website soundsistersaz.com to view and listen to previous podcasts up there, and we'll have Grave Sister podcasts up there too. And a new website. Yeah, we have a new website. That's what we did on break. So, hell yeah, get your asses over to mm-hmm. soundsistersaz.com. Gabby Check that out. it with the website. Mm-hmm. Looks yeah. so good. My brother helped a lot, but. Looks so good, though. I told them what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have new promo photos. Hell yes. yeah. We've got some badass promo photos. Yeah. I, I didn't forget my clothes this time. No. <laughs> I did last Everybody time. looks fucking great. Yeah. It looks great. on point. Yeah. Very cool. Go to Facebook and like us. Instagram to follow us at Sound Sisters AZ. Want to listen to us through an app? You guys, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. We are out there. Just search Sound Sisters, man. Find us. Listen to us. Tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Tell your coworkers. Tell your enemies. Tell, Tell your, your frenemies. Frenemies, yes. Frenemies. Tell your pets. <laughs> Tell your pets. We are very pet friendly. What's up, Barnabas? <laughs> No, for reals. We want to thank you guys for all the support. It means everything to us that you tune in, listen to us, and give us great feedback on what you like. So thank you. We love you. We do love you. Welcome to season two. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to season two. All right, guys. On that note, this is your host, Dre and all, signing off with my lovely ladies, reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize and always do your best. We said we we're going to start plugging local music on our podcast. So this is a band called It's Embarrassing with their song called Tough Guy Todd right here on the Sound Sister Podcast. Mm-hmm.